And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, to another illustrious episode of Before the Three Count. I'm your host, the unnamed host, a.k.a. Scrooge McDuck. Also joined alongside my other co-host. <laughs> the one, the only, Donald. Nope, nope, not Donald. The one, the only, G.A. West. <laughs> What's going on, Uncle Scrooge? Indeed, indeed. <clears throat> Coming off of a, a, a decent uh, tag show, I, I, I uh, recall, uh, we just discussed. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was off air, for those wondering. We were discussing it off air. You didn't miss anything. It's on the bonus material for the, 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 the Patreon in the future. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Um, Next week, we have a backlash in Puerto Rico. Yeah, hosted by Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, mini Afro. Yeah, who's becoming a mainstay celebrity with the WWE. He has a good rapport with uh, uh, Triple H. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is good. And I take it, you know, it's uh, funny since obviously Puerto Rico is... Uh, uh, you know, has an asterisk that's uh, being like the 51st state. Uh, of the oh, know, that is funny. I never think about that. But it's, uh, always a territory that has a you know has a deep history in the wrestling you know uh, his era you know wrestling world, but never really you know the Cologne family. Yeah, never really you know tapped as far as like you know potential uh, market. You know, yeah, we always, we always talk about England uh, or Japan or even Mexico, but you know Puerto Rico is up there too as far as like you know historic. Uh, you know, territories. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, for me, I know it goes back deeper and farther farther than this, but for me, my immediate thought is Carlos Colon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I'm sure most fans uh, listening to this know his kids, uh, Carlito and uh, Primo. Yeah, I remember Carlito having a big push in WWE, but whatever happened, did Primo, did he have, whatever did happen to him? Um... I feel like he was uh, was he in a tag team for a minute and then let go. Like he was there. Like, <laughs> like he doing doing anything in the Indies? I don't think so. But I feel like, um, and you know, I could be wrong. Please, you know, anybody listening, correct me in the comment section. Um, but I feel like, yeah, after WWE, he just went back to Puerto Rico and kind of. You know, it was a uh, big fish in a small pond over there. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. But um, what do you think? What did you think of uh, Carlito's uh, run during the uh, ruthless aggression era? I was a big fan of Carlito. Yeah, very um, uh, Ray Ramon esque with the the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I spit in the face of people that don't want to be cool. Uh, um, what do you think it was in work? Uh. Yeah, I liked his in-ring work. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I think back to that time period. Um, <clears throat> like, there was a group of guys that you, you just kind of have to wonder, like, man, like, they, they had some top talent there. Why didn't these guys, like, really get over? Because um, I'm like, Carlito was one of them. I feel like he could have been bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Mr. Canada. Carlito had an IC run, correct? Yes, he did. Okay. So I that was a brief. Push? Yeah, I think it was brief, though. 
Oh, really? Like to me, to me, Carlito was a guy you could have. I think he would have been great with Money in the Bank. Um, was he a was case. he yeah, Money in the Bank? I felt like Money in the Bank was like later in the you know the Federation's history. Not Money in the Bank was definitely around then because okay. uh, Mr. Kennedy won it. So were they, were they also around when the Elimination Chamber happens too, or was that after their time? Um, that would have been that time because Elimination Chamber uh, that actually came early two thousands. That was very early in the Ruthless Aggression era um, because uh, that was when Eric Bischoff came over. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, he introduced it, the the Elimination Chamber, um, as if it was his match. Um, and I'm trying to remember who was in that, that first one. That first one was like, you know, Shawn Michaels on his comeback tour with his brown pants. Yep. Um, yeah, Triple H, RVD. Uh, was Booker T in it? I don't recall. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but uh, but but yeah, you know, you had some, you know, you had the names of that time period. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, another thing we uh, uh, that was synonymous with uh, Puerto Rico territory was you know the whole Bruiser Brody situation. Yes. Yes. Was, uh, you know, uh, what was that? Like the, 70s, mid late 70s when that, or was it the 80s when that happened? I'm gonna say that was the 80s actually. 80s. Okay, I will say early 80s, but let's see. I've got the uh, Google machine up right now. <clears throat> let's see, Bruiser Brody. But that whole situation yeah. was, you know, uh, crazy and you know, obviously tragic. Uh, but oh wow, you know? this is actually really crazy to me. It was 1988. Oh, yes. That's really uh, late, late 80s. Yeah. Um, And what's crazy about that to me is because, and and just for some quick background for those that don't know the story, and I'm going to leave names out because I wasn't there, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, Bruiser Brody, basically, you know, for those that don't know, Bruiser Brody was an amazing territory wrestler in the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, He was known as kind of doing his own thing and trying to do, get his way and apparently something went down in Puerto Rico uh, he was in the shower uh, with another wrestler uh, may or may not have been the booker or promoter I'm not sure uh, and there was some sort of argument and Bruiser Brody got stabbed and killed um, and may not have seen it uh, happen uh, and I think Dutch Mantel has some stories about it as well um but uh, what's crazy to me, I'm like, that was 1988. Because in my head, like, because you hear the stories and you're like, oh, like, you know, it was lawless Puerto Rico and, like, you know, so the cops weren't involved and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I'm thinking, like, oh, like, 70s, like, old school before I was around, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that I think it was 88. Also, like, that's recent. It might, I think also it might have been a dispute over, you know, money situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you said, you know, it might may or may may not have been, you know, with uh, whoever was, you know, uh, head at the t- you know territory at the time, as far as like finances uh, were concerned. Yes, you know, uh, all you know, uh, alleged, you know, because there was nobody was really um, arrested, that, correct, or prosecuted, right? Yeah, yeah so it was right. all. <laughs> And that's why, uh, to me, it's so crazy that 
you know, it was 88. Because I'm like, by 88, I feel like we were in a civilized world. <laughs> yeah. And I guess after that happened, too, there was, you know, it probably uh, hurt business as far as wrestlers going back to that territory for some time, too, probably. Maybe that's why you don't hear as much, you know, stories like you would, like, Mexico or Japan, you know, or, like, you know, guys in Europe. Because maybe that situation probably put, like, a, a damper on, like, who wants to work at a, in a territory where you get, you know, get killed? Yeah, right? You know, have you thinking different. Oh, this is wild. I'm actually reading... Um... So I just found out there's a website called ProWrestlingStories.com. Okay. And uh, so this, uh, according to this website, it says uh, Brody was stabbed in Puerto Rico by Jose Gonzalez, who wrestled as the invader and was booking the World Wrestling Council for Carlos Colon. Gonzalez asked Brody to step into the locker room shower for a private conversation. Unbeknownst to Brody, Gonzalez held a knife hidden inside a towel in his right hand. No one knows what set it off, but Gonzalez stabbed Brody twice in the chest and tried to get at the big man again when wrestlers like Savio Vega and Tony Atlas pulled him away. And uh, then it says Brody lay bleeding on the shower floor for 30 minutes before an ambulance arrived, and then the paramedics couldn't carry him to the ambulance. Atlas lifted Brody and helped him to the ambulance, and then he rode with him to the hospital. And, uh... So sad. Yeah, that really is. Um, yeah, because it sounds like almost he, he, uh, since the bleeding out for 30 minutes, if they were able to get him even quicker, could have, you know, yeah. uh, you know, survived. Because, uh, yeah, yeah 30 knows, right? Yeah, that's a lot of, you know, blood to be you know losing seriously and then the ride just to get to the hospital is probably some more time because you're probably looking closer to like an hour just it's like woof me in you know terrible terrible shape but yeah like i said uh sort of crazy but you know it sounds like uh you know obviously that you know happened you know many you know 30 plus years ago so uh but now it seems like they're you know trying to get back into that 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 particular market you know, now with Bad Bunny. Because I think this is the first pay-per-view in Puerto Rico in, like, a long time. Yeah, first one ever, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if, if they ever even had one. They probably had, like, house shows probably over there, I imagine. But, yeah. Possibly. <laughs> well, I would think so. Even with, like, like when that, or even when Carlito was over there, they probably had to, like, market him over there. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely yeah. see that. Yeah, you know... A because Puerto Rican wrestling and he's coming from a prestigious family of wrestling. Yeah, yep. But yeah, but yeah, yeah that's pay per view over there. Yep, yep. Oh, we should say yeah. for now premium live event because still that's what they're yes, still are. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, premium live event. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm curious what kind of venue they're having it in. Uh, what's it gonna look like? Yep. We'll see yeah, it's gonna be know. indoor, outdoor. Yeah, and uh, and now it's official. Bad Bunny will be wrestling on the show. What, what do you take of his um, wrestling uh, skills? I mean, he's no Logan Paul. Yep. But uh, you know, uh, I've only seen him. Has he only done the one match? I only remember that tag match with him and Damian Priest. No, was he? Um... Didn't, didn't him and the Mysterios have a tag with uh, Ray 
Wasn't wasn't Ray tagging him at one point against like somebody else? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I know <laughs> uh, over the past couple of weeks they've been doing the uh, Mysterios slash LWO against the Judgment Day. Okay. And Bunny's been involved in that, but uh, okay. at the Premium Live Event Backlash, it'll be Bad Bunny against Damian Priest in a Puerto Rican street fight. Okay. So basically, like a no DQ match. Yeah. Yep. Good. Good. So good, that'll good. be. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll see how Bad Bunny does because, like I said, I only remember his tag match, and I the only thing I even remember from it is him hitting a Canadian destroyer and people going crazy. Yeah, it seems like everybody in America can uh, hit that now. It's like the headlock of wrestling. Yeah, it's a it's it's such a shame. I, I actually feel bad for Petey Williams. One because uh, he doesn't get credit for it. Like everyone should be like, this is Petey Williams' move, right? Um, but two, like everyone once like once the secret of how the move is done got out, like it became less spectacular, I guess, because then it was like, oh, anybody can do it because it's not the person doing the move; it's the person taking the move, right? So yeah, like so if you're the person as long as the person taking it can do a flip, like if you're the person giving it, and I, I hate to give away, you know, insider secrets, but at this point, you know, everybody's been doing it. So it's like, yeah, the person taking it, you just gotta hold on to their waist. But like, you know, I'm not the person taking it, the person giving it. The person giving it, you just hold on to their waist and let the person taking it do a flip. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's still a you know, at with legacy when it first popped up, it was very impressive, you know. So Yeah. Shout out to Pete Williams. Uh, is he still in the biz? Uh, yeah, he's still in the biz. I feel like he is. I feel like I read somewhere that he was an agent for, possibly even for WWE, but I don't, oh, don't definitely don't quote me on that. But I feel like I recently saw somewhere that he was an agent for someone. But he, no more uh, in ring talent, uh, in ring performances. I don't think so. Okay. Little Why was he pumped? Is he up there in age? Uh, I feel like he's like got to be my age. Okay. In fact, let's uh, let's see, Petey Williams. Have you ever taken? Uh... <laughs> uh, okay. I'm very sorry. Just b- before I answer your question, um, yeah. I typed in Petey. Yeah. And the first thing that comes up is Petey Pablo. Oh, hysterical! <laughs> Come on and raise up. <clears throat> okay, yeah, Petey Williams. Uh, is a Canadian professional wrestler currently signed to WWE as a backstage producer. Okay. So there we go. What uh, born in 1981, so he's 42. What do they do? Backstage producers. producers. Yeah. They they help put together the matches. Oh, okay, so they work out all the spots and everything? Yeah, yep. And like, make sure that you stick to your time. Oh, that doesn't sound like too bad of a, uh, of a gig. No, not at all. And, and you know, occasionally get involved in pull apart brawls. Oh yeah, 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 as uh, like management. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Um. Well. Uh. Nice. But like I said, have you have you have you taken a Canadian destroyer or given one? I have one? not. I have okay. neither taken nor given. I've been asked to do both. Okay. Um. And uh, as far as taking it goes, I'm like I, I don't do backflips. I'm like and, okay. like, and it's funny because I've been asked by a couple people to take it, and they're like, "Oh, it's really simple. Like you don't even have to do a full backflip." But I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm like I'm not." 
I don't even do a half a backflip. So <laughs> okay, all right. And then uh, one person asked me to give it to them, and they were like, "And this is when I I really learned the secret because they were like, you don't even have to do anything. You just hold on to my waist, and I do all the work." Okay. And I'm like, that seems kind of silly to me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I'm like, nah, I'm like, there's just too much. In my head, there's yep. still too much margin of error. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for somebody landing on their neck, and I don't want to land on my neck. So. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, um, back to Backlash. Uh, so is, uh, now this, what, this week? This Saturday? This coming Saturday, yeah. yeah. Um, do we have a full card yet? Um, it's funny. I feel like, uh, so, so as I told you off air, um, I I was cramming wrestling last night. Uh, so I am fully caught up on WWE at this point. Um, and I feel like they do not have a full card yet. Uh, but let's see what we've got so far. Backlash 2023 with the, uh, poster being Damian Priest and Bad Bunny, uh, matches. Okay, so uh, the main event is a six-man tag. We got uh, Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn taking on the bloodline consisting of the Usos and Solo Sokoa, accompanied with Paul Heyman. Then uh, we've got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Um, and then in a singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, we have Rhea Ripley versus Alina Vega. Uh, then we have random match of the night, Seth freaking Rollins versus Omos. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> random. Um, and I don't know why they've got him listed as Seth freaking Rollins. Like, is that his like tag tagline? It is, but it's just funny to me because I'm like, is it like a pimp named Slickback? Like, you have to say the whole thing? (laughs) Or Tribe Called Quest. Or Tribe Called Quest, you know? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Then next up, uh, we've got got Austin Theory defending the U.S. Championship in a triple threat against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. I I understand him going against Bobby, but where's Bronson Reed falling to all this? I know Reed and Lashley have been feuding. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I guess somehow that that's now involved in the U.S. Championship. What do you take as uh, what do you think Reed as a, as a big guy worker? Um, some days I like him, some days I don't. Okay, okay. That's probably the best way to put it. Because like sometimes I watch him and I'm like, wow, like he's impressive. He moves well for a big man. Yep. And then some days I watch him and I'm like, man, you've been hanging out with Keith Lee eating too many donuts. Ah, okay. Does he cut promos? Uh, not really. Uh, okay. In fact, I'm thinking about it. I remember hearing him talk and I, I forgot that he was from, is he from New Zealand, I think? Okay. Oh, so he has an accent? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it caught okay. me off guard. Okay. Um... But yeah, so then we've got uh, for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, we have Bianca Belair defending her title against Io Sky. Okay, what's I never seen Io Sky wrestle? How's she? So I loved her in NXT. Okay, like loved her in NXT. Okay. I have not been a fan of her since she's got on the main roster. 
what of the pack of the, her repackagement or something like yeah it's funny because like she hasn't even like changed the gimmick that much okay but i feel like it looked better in nxt like like even her ring entrance like isn't different other than now she comes out with the group but she still comes to the ring in the same way but i feel like for whatever reason it looked better when she was doing it in nxt okay um but yeah so you got her and then uh and then of course you got bad bunny taking on damian priest and oh i'm sorry it is not a puerto rico street fight it is a san juan street fight ah okay and uh and that rounds out our card seven matches it's pretty solid yeah yeah um yeah um it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely is backlash uh type of uh but usually backlash typically have like stronger lineups after Mania though. Well, I feel like usually backlash in previous years has just been like a repeat of WrestleMania. Uh, I mean WrestleMania wasn't like this card though. No, well this year is not a repeat of WrestleMania, but I feel like in previous years like backlash has been like like whoever wrestled for the title at Mania would have a rematch, like like I feel like it would just be WrestleMania rematches. Oh yeah, 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 it's a put a, a, a feather in the cap of whatever that program was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. And so, yeah, uh, I feel like they're getting away from that. What's that? No, I was going to say, since especially Bad Bunny was really prevalent in, uh, in Mania, especially to have a feud with Damien. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like this year they're getting away from that formula of previous. Yeah. And, uh, trying out something different because like all as i'm looking at all these matches even though i know like they're not random they all yeah. feel kind of random i mean i could I, I, the broad cody not so much that you know so it makes sense uh yeah i mean they, they've built it but but right. even the but even in building it like like let, let's just say let's we, we we rewind back to wrestlemania weekend yep like if i had said to you oh next month at backlash it's gonna be cody rhodes against brock lesnar Cody Rhodes is not going to be the champion. What would you have thought? It wouldn't be too far out the realm of you know matches. I feel like it, it would have seemed really random at that point. Now, if you told me like so, uh, the the tag championship with you know Bloodline, you know with uh, Owens and um, Sammy, but then you throw Matt Riddle randomly in that, that was a little odd. Yeah, yeah, that that's very that, random. <laughs> that, but yeah, that's strange. Right. <laughs> oh, um, but uh, although there is storyline reason for it, because uh, Solo Sokoa was the one that quote unquote injured Matt Riddle, forcing him to uh, take some time off. That's true. See, that would make more sense if they did that with Cody and um, Seth before you just fed him to you know Brock. You know what I mean? I feel you. They pick up from because that technically that feud's still unfinished. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was last left that Seth injured Cody. Yeah, and that was it. Similar, yeah. like you said, with Matt Riddle and uh, Solo Sokoa. Yep. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, so strange. Um, especially, like I said, like, Lashley and, you know, uh, Austin Theories makes sense, but Bronson Reed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, all right, you guys that didn't get no shine in Mania will put you in uh, backlash randomly. Oh, wow. That's really what this is. <laughs> <laughs> like, looking at it, I'm like, yeah, that's totally what this is. 
like Rhea Ripley and Zelina Vega. They were like, all right, Zelina, like, you haven't <laughs> had anything going on. You're Puerto Rican. We're going to be in Puerto Rico. So yep. uh, we're going to give you <laughs> give you a title match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It, yeah. But, uh, oh, oh, well, it's a nice filler before uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, never mind even SummerSlam because uh, after Backlash is... SummerSlam? Um, nah. Oh. We've got two paper, two premium live events in between this year. Oh, okay. Um, and I forget the order, but uh, one of them will be Money in the Bank in London. Okay. At the O2. Okay. Um, and then Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got two more premium live events before SummerSlam. Uh, and I think Night of Champions actually will be the next one. Okay. All right. And uh, where we will determine a new... Here's, here's a great segue. Uh, Night of Champions, we're going to be determining determining a new Raw World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I was reading online that they this new belt. Yeah, yep. New belt. That's uh, very controversial. How so? It, 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 it didn't look too bad. It looked um, prestigious. Yeah, I I personally um, don't like it. I'm like, oh, I think it looks pretty good. I would have preferred them to just bring back the big gold. The WCW uh, one? Or the, the, yeah. The, the, uh, yeah, the WCW one. Okay. Um, which I think this one is based off of. Like, okay. not even I think. I'm like, you can look at it and tell it's based off of it. Um, okay. And that was the belt Triple H always loved, uh, was the big gold. Um, I'm surprised they never brought back the, the Eagle Belt. I always thought that was uh, dope. Yeah, that was a classic, you know, iconic. And, and actually, Cody Rhodes in an interview said like, he wanted to bring that back. He was like, oh, yeah. when I beat Roman, I'm bringing that back. Like, Yeah. But uh, Cody didn't beat Roman. And now I feel like Cody's not going to even sniff Roman. Well, uh, they might build him up for another year and then come Mania next year. And uh, maybe, but it might happen. Maybe, but I don't know. I'm like, I, I feel like uh, with this new belt, I'm like, do they just give that to Cody? And uh, in which case, does that mean Cody didn't finish the story? Possibly. I mean, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't finish the story by beating uh, Roman. It could be somebody else. I feel like it has to be by beating Roman. Like, I feel like anything else is like not really winning. I don't know how to explain that better. It don't make no sense. <laughs> like, like, um, how do I explain? You know what? Here we go. A lot of people put an asterisk on the Houston Rockets two championships. Okay. Because they're like, oh, that's while Jordan was out. Oh, and yeah, Hakeem was uh, playing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Although, I'm like, you do not put an asterisk on any title that my main man, Rory, has won. Big game, Rory. <laughs> Big yeah. game. And what, like nine rings, seven rings, something like that. He has seven more than Jordan. Yeah, he's got more than Jordan. I'm pretty sure, or he's got seven. Yeah, that's that's my dude right there. When I played <laughs> NBA Live '95 back in the day, put him in the corner for them threes. So <laughs> <laughs> you say you did a, a whole lot of wrestling um, watching. Uh, did do you also catch NXT or just mostly the big shows? Just the big shows. Oh, okay. Um, WWE. Have you been watching NXT? 
I have, I have. It's been uh, very strong. I mean, you know, that's uh, Shawn Michaels' uh, baby, uh, yeah, as yeah. well. Um, does Does Road Dog also is he aging on NXT or no? No, Road Dog uh, is the head producer for SmackDown. Oh, okay. All right. So it's just it's just Michaels that has uh, NXT. No one else. Yeah. Okay. All right. Quick question. I noticed your man Carmelo. His bench is a you know a leg drop off the top rope. I think in other episodes we discussed the whole impact of leg drops off, you know, just in general, just Hogan and Matt Hardy. Do you think he's going to have issues going in life with that being his finisher and getting so much hype? I mean, based on previous evidence, possibly. Yes. You know, because okay. like we've talked about Hogan and Matt Hardy. Um, but are those just like bad coincidences that those, you know, situation happen or like because I'm trying to think of other guys that use leg drops as their like maneuvers and not having like mo- you know mobile issues we'd have to ask um oh uh what's his name Bobby uh beautiful Bobby um why can't I think of what his last Eaton? name was there we go thank you yes well I mean he's no longer with us though oh well that's that's oh, that's really sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he passed. I think last year because I think uh, Cornette did like a whole you know uh, in memory of uh, episode of him. Okay, okay. I'm I'm surprised I missed that. Um, yeah, cause, yeah. Cause he had the Alabama uh, slam. Yeah, Al- Alabama jam. Alabama jam. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, where the Alabama slam? Um, oh, hardcore hall. Yeah, which low key was a devastating finisher. Oh yeah, <laughs> whip you down to like your back, right? And I mean, he would whip you. Like. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, that is painful. Seriously, I think he's you know, obviously he was during the early attitude and late attitude era. Um, obviously, he felt he uh, um, caught his his second win with him and um, you know uh, his crash, play, yeah, play cousin uh, Crash Holly. But I think his career was, uh, you know, underrated in, in, in the aspect. I mean, everybody knows his name because he was that dude that put in, he put hands on you. But like, well, <laughs> you know, he, he was he was you know decent decent mid card. I, I, I would say, you know, I appreciate yeah, it. all things considered. It's, I, I mean, it's sort of a shame he didn't get that big, you know, like main main event push. But you know, he he, he was a good 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 performer. Yeah, I'd agree with that. He, uh, I mean, you know, number one, he he had a really long career. Uh, yeah, with WWE, you know, started yeah. back in the mid '90s as Spark E Plug. Yeah, with the race car, you know, everybody had like that, you know, that that campy gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is so funny. Um, I was just listening to, was it Cornette? If it wasn't, yeah, it was definitely yeah, it was Cornette. Um, yep. and he was talking about uh, the goon um, okay. and he was like man like so so actually Cornette was talking about that time period in general um, saying how Cornette was the one actually that pitched to Vince because uh, at that time they only had like 30 guys on their main roster which is crazy to think about okay uh, considering now they have like 200 and something okay um, but but yeah, at that time they had thirty guys in the main roster, and Cornette had said we need to pick up like a bunch of territory guys 
um, give them some wins, yeah. and, and then like have them get beat like by our stars. Okay. Um, and Vince loved that idea. Yep. But then decided that the territory guys that they picked up all needed gimmicks. Oh, okay. okay. And he was like, "Oh, like these are like journeymen." Like so, Vince like took that idea and then was like, "Yeah, these are journeymen. So like they've got regular jobs and they're like and they're trying to wrestle with WWE." Okay. Okay. And uh, and um, so that's how we had the goon and TL Hopper and uh, Duke the Dumpster and all that stuff. Right, right, right. Um, so these were all territory guys that Cornette knew, and yep. like they were supposed to come in with their territory gimmicks, like and then you know and then basically job out to the stars later. But yep. Vince Vince gave them all positions. <laughs> yeah, okay. and basically they jobbed out all the time. Um, but uh, the goon specifically, he didn't, he didn't he didn't job out a lot. Who did who didn't job out? Bob Holly has a spot plug gimmick. Yeah, no, he, no, he didn't. No, he didn't job out a lot. Thankfully yeah. for him. Yeah. But uh, but it's funny the goon specifically. Uh, Cornette was saying that the reason why he got that gimmick was because um, he was in the meeting with Vince, and Vince is like, so outside of wrestling, like, what have you done? Yep. And he was like, oh, like, I played hockey in college. And Vince was like, oh, that's it. You're going to be a hockey player. Hilarious. Right? But, uh, yeah. Um, but, no, uh, uh, the Alabama uh, gym, that was a, it was basically what Carmelo does. But, I mean, the guy is standing, well, like, what Carmelo's finish is, because, uh, you know, the guy's already on the, on the ground um, with the Alabama gym. Oh, Carmelo does his to a guy standing? Yeah. So Kinda like he, Zack Ryder's? Yeah, so it's like a giant, like, uh, famous or off the turnbuckle. Interesting. Yeah. But like I said... Oh, so I'm, the guy's bent over. Right. And he just, you know, bloop. Okay. That might not be as bad. On your leg? Really? Yeah. Because you're hitting that guy first. Yeah, but your leg's still extended out, right? But you're coming down on that guy. Okay. All right. That's gonna that's gonna break the fall a little bit. He's getting hyped though on off of it too. So I gotta see it because I gotta see where the actual impact okay. landing comes. Because in right. my head I'm like, oh, if you're hitting that guy first, that's gonna slow you down before you're hitting the mat. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you're sick of and Hogan's was so he didn't really get any height on it, but. I guess with his weight, you know, yeah, over three hundred pounds. Well, do you think if he stretched, say if he like stretched, right? Uh, you know, he did like cow sex with his legs. You think he would still have that issue if he did it? You know, with stretching. Uh, yeah. All okay. So that was yeah. Never... Yeah, it's three hundred pounds coming down on your butt, like, and that's really the thing. Like, it's not spread out over your whole body. Like when you take like a bump. Okay. Um, you know, and then all of that comes spreads out over your body. But when you're doing a leg drop, all your weight's going straight into your butt. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so yeah, so it's kind of a kind of a crazy thing. Um, so yeah, it'll be uh, yeah. I guess we'll we'll have to see. You know how Carmelo Hayes, how his uh, career goes. Thankfully, he's still very young. Yeah. Um, didn't you tell me somebody said the same thing about Apollo uh, Creed? Didn't he? Um, not Paul Creed. Um, uh, Austin Creed. Um, Austin. Um, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. Yeah. Didn't he? Doesn't he have like a leg maneuver too? Leg move. 
Um, no, I don't remember. I'm like his finisher right now. The backwoods is just a small package. But he never did it off the top or anything with uh, leg drop? I could see it. I, I can almost picture it now, actually, now that you're mentioning it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but I don't fully remember. I think Scotty too hardy. I think, didn't he do a, a leg drop at one point? Um, maybe. Okay. I'm like, all I can think of with him is, of course, you know, the worm. Yeah. I wonder if when kids see oldest do the uh, caterpillar, if they like know where that came from. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, like, does he ever recognize like he's paying homage to him, or he's just like, I'm a straight jack this. <laughs> well, I, I you got worm and caterpillar that you know do the same thing. Yeah, basically. And uh, I, I hope he gives some homage. Uh, although I know Sky Too Hottie um, left WWE, I think not on great terms. Really? I thought he was a trainer for uh, like NXT. Yeah, he was. And then he left um, two years ago. Oh, maybe just get, you know, maybe he's got to uh, want to do something else. Because I know he's he's done like other like jobs. Like he was like a fireman at one point or like the EMT guy. And then he did something else. Like, yeah, he's done a few things. And uh, for sure, um, from what I understand, because uh, uh, when he left, he so uh, when WrestleMania was in Dallas a couple years ago, yep, um, I had gone to uh, control your narrative, which I think we've probably talked about on the air. Yeah, um, and Sky Tuhati is it not the punk yeah. Um, technically, I think it technically is still considered existing. Okay. Even though they don't have any shows and haven't had any shows, I don't think EC3 has officially come out and said it's done, though. Right. Okay. Um, but but it, it is done. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, um, Scotty Tuhati wrestled on that show, and I feel like he cut a promo, not really bashing WWE, but just kind of being like, oh, like, that's not what I want to do. You know, he's like something like I want to like wrestle or something. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, and I wish I remembered it better, but it just made me think like, oh, he didn't leave on great terms. But I think it was like, yeah, I think it was like a creative difference, though. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So yeah. Um, so who knows? And that was also during the time period. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, like. Maybe like Scotty Tuhati really liked being under the Triple H regime of NXT. Okay. And then when Vince and Bruce took over it, he, he wasn't feeling it anymore. Oh, okay. All right. Another underrated talent. Yeah, for sure. You know, I remember watching him back when I was a little little kid in uh, going to UCW in New Hampshire. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> what was he doing back then? Scott Taylor. Okay. Uh, too hot, I think he was. Too hot, Scott Taylor. Even back then? Yeah, or it might have been Scott Too Hot Taylor. Was he uh, the, the Too Hot heel persona or a face? I feel like he was a heel, but I honestly don't remember. Okay. All right, all right. Shout out to uh, Real Deal Joel Davis, just because... Uh, I like to mention him whenever I have an opportunity to. He wrestled for UCW back in the day. Did he uh, go into he, another promotion after, like become big? 
No, he did not. Oh, okay. Um, UCW may have been the biggest thing he's done. Um, but uh, but I'm a big fan of his and uh, his, his promos back then. And, you know, you you people of New Hampshire are no good. Uh, <clears throat> the most that, um, uh, Doc was uh, also in? Yes, yep. Doc was the... Um, Ring announcer and ring announcer, I think. Yeah, actually, ring announcer and he, he Doc was not a commentator. He was the ring announcer and the uh, interview guy. Oh, okay. But he never managed anybody. No, he did not manage anybody there. Though. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, is that promotion still with us? No, they shut down a long time ago. Although uh, I believe. Um, that I did technically wrestle for them. Um, yeah, uh, I, if I understand correctly, um, when I first started wrestling, I wrestled for a company called UCW, uh, yep. not out of New Hampshire, they were out of uh, Attleboro, Massachusetts, yep, um, at the Attleboro Moose Lodge. But uh, I think it's the same lineage, okay? So, uh yeah, a little bit of history there for all of y'all. Yeah, if uh, if, if you uh, had your way uh, as far as being a performer, would you rather wrestle in today's uh, promotion, like you know, promotional era, or would you rather wrestle in the territory era? Territory era, no question. Now, why? Now, what what made you uh, want to pick in the territory era? Um. A few things. One, uh, I mean, in the territory era, wrestlers—that was their job. Like, what, what do you mean? Like pro wrestlers made their living by wrestling. Um, okay. You know, like now, you know, it might not have been like mega money, okay. but you know, most guys were making at least four or five hundred bucks a week. Okay. Um. And I would, you know, right now, if someone came to me and said, we will give you four or 500 bucks a week and all you have to do is wrestle, I would yep. take it. Okay. Um, and that's in today's economy of like, yep. never mind in the economy back then, like, you know, um, where, where that four or 500 meant a little bit more than it does today. Um, but with the territory days, you'd be so local. Like your your brand, you know, wouldn't be as you know global if you know with the, in the promotional era. Yeah, but you know, and, and I mean, everything is relative. So I'm not a WWE superstar. Like, mm-hmm. like if I'm a WWE superstar and you're asking me, would I rather be wrestling in the territory days or today? It would be today. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, well, if. Yeah, that's what I meant. When you, if you get being a promotion, like I mean WWE, AEW, TNA, or like I said, or you know, in the territory. Oh, okay, okay. So if you could choose any of it, then yeah, I mean, you, you choose today because now you've got guaranteed contracts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, you, you're but, worldwide. You did have more uh, time with the family, more so like a social life. Cause you, no, you, you only really. Cause I thought you only just work in those areas so you weren't traveling you know distance so you can still you know not come home every night but like you wouldn't be on the road well like so so that's the thing um and i'm you know i'm taking all of this from Cornette, uh him talking about being in the territories 
So okay. a territory would be like three to five hundred miles. Okay. Okay. And it would be like you know, like a you know that 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 radius. It would be like all right, like this is our territory. Okay. And you're wrestling like five nights a week. Okay. And so you know you're still never really home. Uh, okay. Because you'd be traveling, you know. Now you're not traveling by plane because it's only three five hundred mile territory total. Okay. Uh, but you're driving to you know the next town to the next town. Like you're not going to stop at home first and then like go. You're just going to go straight to the next town, get a hotel, pass out, wake up, go to the gym, go to the show. Now, how many shows are they doing a week during the territory time? Maybe yeah, like five, like five shows a week. Wow, so basically a show a night. Yeah. Yeah, but that still gives you your weekends. You got Saturday and Sunday. No, no, no. So you'd be working like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. You'd have like Tuesday, Wednesday off. Okay. And uh, I mean, it's still a typical, you know, a 40 hour week. I mean, not quite because, you know, just because of the travel and everything. So it's like, again, like point of it, you're not going to be home. Um, okay. You're local to relatively. Right. But but you're not home, you know. Okay. All right. But also during territory uh, era, your, uh, you know, kayfabe was still alive. So your, your gimmick was, you know, much stronger uh, than it would be, you know, in today's era. For sure, and that's a double-edged sword, uh, okay. depending on how much fun you're having with it. Right. Because um, I, I think about like hearing the stories of like Kevin Sullivan like showing up at the the grocery store like barefoot and like with a robe on. Hysterical. Uh, not like not a bathrobe, but like a like a priest robe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, because you got to protect the gimmick. Like. <laughs> oh. um, so you hear things like that, and for me. I don't think I would have a lot of fun with that. I think I'd be kind of frustrated. Like, I just want to run in and grab some milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'm like, it all, you know, like, and that's why I'm like, ah, I guess it depends how much fun you're having with the gimmick and what you're doing and. Right. That sort of yeah. thing. Uh, well, here's an uh, interesting uh, topic of question, uh, especially since we're talking about old the old territory days. Which um, which uh, wrestlers of to, of today do you think would be able to survive the uh, territory locker rooms? Because they were infamous as guys like you know having like guns on them and playing cards and just all sorts of you know it's like old school prisons, <laughs> right? Um, Who want to be messed with uh, you know today's wrestlers from uh, back then? Hmm. Like I thought, I'm thinking like just off the bat, like like, like Brock and, and and Bobby Lashley. Like I think they'd be fine, you know. Back oh in yeah, the... no question. They they Brock Brock would be a heavyweight champion. Lashley, if depending on the territory, <laughs> well, no, I'm, not saying, I'm just saying like the locker rooms. I got you. I got you. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean Brock and Bobby would be fine because they're they're both shooters, right? You know. Um, so I'm trying to think who else from today's time would probably yep. be be good yep. back then. Yep. Um, Killer Cross, I think they would have loved him back then. Okay. Um, McIntyre and Sheamus. Yeah. Like they yep. would have been with them old school guys. Gunther. 
Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. For sure. After that, the list starts getting real small. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about it, I'm like AJ Styles, who I love tremendously. He, he would not uh, have made it. Like uh, they were, he would, he got picked. He would got picked on. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, all these new guys that are into the video games and all that. It's just a different Cody. I mean, is he Dusty's son? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, 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 no, all right, it's, it's uh, a timeline with you know, uh, Dusty doesn't, you know, he's not Dusty's son, okay. Um, you know, I think Cody still makes it because Cody clearly is a politician, okay. Like, I look at Cody and I see John F. Kennedy, but he, you know, think he would get you want to get bullied. I don't think so. I think he knows how to politic his way around and like okay. say the right things to the right people. I think he would have okay. showed up in a suit and smile, shook hands. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. Boom, 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 boom. Uh. Nakamura. I mean, he's Japanese, and, and okay. I think he's and he's a shooter. So yeah, he would have okay. been fine. Okay. Okay. He would probably would have been managed by. Um, I was going to say Teddy Hart, but no, not Teddy Hart. Um, what was the guy's name? Something Hart. Oh, he was a manager? Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, Gary Hart? Gary Hart. There we go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. Definitely, I would probably say Dan Severin. He may be able to handle himself back in territory days. Oh, yeah. Severin Shamrock. Yeah. Yep. Angle? Oh yeah, Angle would have been fine. Like, oh, what about his illegitimate son, uh, Chad Gable? Gable would have been fine. He's a shooter. Gable would have been the next Dory Funk. What about Matt Riddle? I think Matt Riddle would be fine. Okay. Matt, Matt Riddle likes drugs and he likes fighting. Yeah, Matt Riddle would be fine. <laughs> in okay. the territory day. Damn Punk. Ooh, Punk's a tough one. The chick magnet himself. Yeah, Punk's a tough one. Um, I because don't forget I, we just discussed about you know Brody getting stabbed up and he was a huge like big dude. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Punk would have been fine in the territory days because um, I, I feel like Punk. Like, just think, use this as a as a uh, as a. Uh, uh, you know, a, a, a bar as far as like guys that you know get bullied because you always hear about stories of, of dynamite bullying guys, dynamite kid bullying guys. Could you yeah. see him bullying CM Punk and CM Punk oh, yeah. standing? I, I can see dynamite bullying Punk, and Punk's not going to do anything about it to dynamite kid. For wrestlers going forward, just use dynamite as like a measuring stick. Like, <laughs> messing with such and such. So we already established like you know Brock, Bobby. uh um, Drew, you know, Sheamus, like all of them, able to handle themselves against, uh, you know, Dynamite. Um, I would like Brian Danielson. <sighs> See, here, here's where it's tough with Danielson because I'm like, with, with the guys we mentioned earlier, like Brock, Bobby, like aside from them being shooters, they're big guys. Right, but Nakamura's not that big. He's a shooter. No, but he's he's a shooter and he's Japanese. Like, I feel like Japanese guys didn't get messed with. Matt Riddle, small guy. 
Matt Riddle's a small guy, but I'm like, he likes drugs and he likes fighting. And I feel like that would have just, you know, he would have so got along with that group. I know, so I know what Matt Riddle, uh, do you, are you digging his new uh, wardrobe? Funny little, you say that. It's a little skimpy. I'm like, where's this man's yeah, pants? Like, <laughs> yeah, like he looks like he's coming out in his underwear. Yeah, it's too much, too much thigh, too much thigh. Like I, I was literally just last night saying, I'm like, it's funny. I'm like, it's not like he's the only guy that wears trunks. A lot of wrestlers wear trunks, but like, yeah. he's the only one that looks like he like didn't get dressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it'd be like one like. Thankfully, they're like like spandexy, like they're, they're like one like bad sneeze, like something to like pop out when they shouldn't. Like it's just like yeah, just seriously, too high up. And plus, I think him barefoot, like and no socks, so he makes it like yeah, like no socks, no knee pads, like yeah, just really skimpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was literally just saying it last night, like. <laughs> But um, yeah, we're back to uh, Danielson, like, and PC Dynamite pulling the, you know, like uh, Rougeau on him, Jacques Rougeau on him. It's Definitely not not that situation. And, okay. and and here's where with Danielson, I'm like, because I, I feel like I I can see people liking Danielson, especially with yep. how much he respects and loves the wrestling business. Yep. But I could also see people messing with him because he's like a vegan and all that, you know? Right. Right. So it's a fifty-fifty. Okay. Well, but I feel uh, like his personality, like he's so respectful. Yep. Like I'm like, you're not gonna have the Rougeau situation because like okay. Danielson's not gonna be going back and forth with someone like that. Right. Right. You know, pulling uh pranks. Uh Cesaro. Yeah. I think he'd be able to hold his own. Oh yeah, Cesaro would have been fine. Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs would have been fine. Um again, depending on the territory. Yeah, Brian Cage. Yeah, Cage is a big guy. He would have been fine. Yeah, Wardlow. Um, it's funny though because I'm like, oh, right now we're just picking big guys. All right, and I'm John. like, oh, like we we also gotta take into account though personalities because right now we're just like, oh, like how this guy done. But I'm like, oh, just using Hobbs as an example because I don't know anything about Hobbs' personal life. Yeah. I'm like, if Hobbs was like a video game nerd, even with yep. his size and build, he probably would have got picked on. Like, but, gotcha. oh, you know what's tough though? Video games weren't a thing back then. True. Like, no one was busting out their Coleco Vision. <laughs> like, yeah. This is true. This is true. So, so it's really tough to. What about John Moxley? That would be an interesting one. Okay. That would be him in the territories would be interesting. Okay. All right. Um, Ricky Starks? I don't think Starks even gets booked in the territory days. Okay. And and I like Ricky Starks now. I used to not like him. uh, I will admit that. But he has grown on me uh, a lot. Um, But I just don't even see him getting booked in territory. Uh, Any of the the guys of House of Black? Brody King? Um, He definitely territory guy for sure um buddy matthews i think he, he would have been used on the territories um malachi i'm not sure okay okay but like i said it's not booking it's more just a locker room uh atmosphere right 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 um and i guess i mean and again i don't know any of these people's real personalities right 
like I look at Brody King and I just picture him like smoking cigarettes and like <laughs> eating jerky. <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily mean that's who he is. What would I just you picture mean? that because he's got tattoos and he's big. What would you mean, Adam Cole? Baby. Um, I mean, he's such a nice guy with such beautiful eyes. I, I can't picture anybody <laughs> being mean to a man with the beautiful eyes like that. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn? I mean, Sami Zayn probably would have been a lot of bad things probably would have happened in the territory <laughs> days. <laughs> and possibly the same thing for Owens. Okay. Alright. Alright. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's going on in uh, AEW world? <laughs> you know? officially uh, uh, back on the roster? Not officially. But uh, it's expected for that to be announced in May um, at the media something or another. Uh, okay. There's a big TV like convention going on okay. in May. And uh, it's, it's rumored that that's when they will officially announce the new AEW Saturday night TV show. Okay. And they will officially announce Punk's involvement with it. Um, the rumor going around right now is that uh, that will be Punk's show. Like, Punk will choose who he wants to work with. Like, not just him, who he wrestles with, but, like, who will actually be on that show. Um, What was his injury again? What's that? What was his injury? Uh, Tricep. Okay. He tore his tricep. If you tear that, does that make you more um, prone for future tears? Of the same Um, tricep? I guess, I mean, in theory, with any kind of injury, once you injure something once, it's not going to be as strong as it was before. Okay. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I feel like that was such a... Uh, well, I was about to say, I feel like that was such a fluke injury, but then I'm like, did Punk injure his tricep in WWE? I feel like I remember a time period where it was all taped up. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and do, do we still think that... Uh, the punk against the elite was a work, or is that a shoot now? I mean, you know me. I think everything is a work, but at this point in time, if we're at the point where like these guys can't work together or even be in the same building, I mean, we have to, I guess, go with that. It's a shoot. Is that um, this good storytelling? What's that? Is that this good storytelling? I mean, I guess depends how long we go with it. Like, do we eventually get to a match? <laughs> like, well, What's the longest work storyline that we know of? Longest work storyline? Yep. Uh, I mean, the first one that comes to my head is the Mega Powers, because that was a two-year story. Okay. Um, okay. So that's the... In my head, that's the longest one. You think people of that time, in the late '80s, really thought that those two uh, at odds like that, like we think with the elite and uh, Punk? Yeah, I mean, at that time period, you know, I mean, a lot of people knew wrestling was a work, but uh, I think there was still a lot of mystery to it, you know. And so I think it was. I think people were like, "Yeah, it's a work," but like. I don't know how it's a work, you know? Okay. And, and just as an example, like, think about when Earthquake crushed Hogan. 
and like they got all those letters and like all that like people people still like people knew it was a work but didn't know how much you know okay um even and even in the 90s when the nwo came to wcw and people like legit called the cops after they beat up ray mysterio okay okay so I, I like, didn't hear that, but all right yeah yeah um there were actual like 911 calls made that night um because people thought like kevin nash and scott hall from wwe like came to like beat up some wcw guys oh wow um so it's you know so i'm like yeah there was a lot more mystery back then like and again i feel like it's one of those things where even though people knew it was a work they didn't know how okay um and it's kind of like uh and that's actually that's the real shame of wrestling secrets being given away because i was just gonna say it's kind of like magic i'm like everybody knows like you know magic's a work but like you don't know how it's done, so you like really appreciate the the, the tricks. Okay. Um. So yeah, I, I feel like wrestling back then, everyone knew it was a work, but you know, because I feel like, the, and I feel like that's why people were like so like angry back then. Like that, I feel like that's the time period where it's like, like you know, when a kid finds out like Santa Claus isn't real, and they're like yep. angry about it. Yep. And, like, now they've got to make everyone else around them feel stupid. Like, yep. oh, Santa Claus isn't real. Like, you don't know? Like, I feel like that's how people were with wrestling. Like, you watch that wrestling? Don't you know it's fake? Yep. I got you. I got you. Oh, I mean, it would be wise for them to capitalize on it if it turn it into a work, if it is a legit shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Brings um, money in exactly but the uh the rumors are saying that yeah like punk and the elite can't even be in the same place at the same time and that actually uh punk's first program this is the rumor we'll see we'll see what comes out but uh the rumor that i read is punk's first program is actually going to be with jericho of all people yeah it makes sense mm. why do you say it makes sense jericho's another big big name yeah so he's I have a big the, name the biggest names in the promotion might as well have someone just you know, because he just finished, he had it with Moxie, so might as well someone just has, you know, re, you know, revered in the industry. Okay, I guess that's fair. To me, I was like, that's really random, just because there's no like story there. But because he's yeah. coming off, so for any program other than the Elite, there's no story with anybody else. Right, but that's why I'm like, oh, the Elite's what makes sense to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Or well, just because awful, also to the whole, you know, internet, you know, rumor mills attached to it definitely makes sense but like if you say if this is a shoot shoot then yeah i could see that would be like the next best case yeah just a big name period so you get a lot of uh attention yeah yeah but uh i can see some good promos actually between those two you think they'll just basically be shoot uh um promos like oh break the fourth wall promos uh, in regards to punk's absence I could see it for sure. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how all of it plays out, really. Right. Yeah, uh, but like I said, it's a shame, you know, that cool heads can't prevail. If what well, we if everything is a shoot, if if it's a work, I I, I say kudos to them because that's why you know I like the 
belief, disbelief in you know wrestling. Yes, yes, yeah. If it, if it's a work, whoo, major kudos to them for sure. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, what else is going on in uh, AW? You got uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, uh, MJF to the yep. commoner. Yep. Uh, he is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and he is currently, uh, I don't I, I can't even call it a feud, um, so I guess I'll call it a program. He's in a program with the uh, other three pillars of AEW, which, as uh, I was thinking about this while I was watching the show, I'm like, I don't think they understand the term pillar, what that actually means. <laughs> okay. Because a pillar is what holds up the building. Correct. And Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and MJF are not what held up AEW. So if you want to talk okay. pillars, I think you would have to go Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, and Punk. Really, like, if we want to talk about, like, who held up AEW, like, to, to get it started, like, I, I think you go with those four names. And maybe you keep Punk off because Punk didn't come in till like, three years later. Right. But I would say then you throw in the Bucks or Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you throw a Hangman in there or not so much? Uh, he's border. He's border. Okay. But I don't think he was really the one holding it up, like. Okay. But I mean, I would put him in there before any of the four people that they currently call one of the pillars of the company. Oh, oh Danielson? Nah, Danielson came after Punk. Oh, really? I thought he was before Punk. Nah, Danielson came after Punk. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. He obviously has a long career in AEW than Punk. Well, just long term, I guess, because Punk's been out. Right, right. But, well, yeah, yeah. I just feel like you can advertise more, but yeah. But, but yeah, um, so that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm like, really, when you think of what a pillar is, it's what's holding up the billing, and I'm like, that had to have been Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. They were like, no question, you put those two there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm like, I think Moxley would be a good fit for a third one. Like, when he came, that was a big deal. And I'm like, the Bucks, I, I think you have to put for the fourth. Oh, definitely. Them or Cody. Definitely, yeah. Do you prefer MJF holding the belt or um, going after the belt, chasing the belt? I think it's too early for MJF to be the champ. Um, and I think this program with the pillars is really proving it because I'm like, this is not good. Um, and, and the problem is nobody wants to see Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, or Darby Allen as the champ. Okay. Um Where's, like, I don't um, think even the hardcore AEW audience. Where's Luchasaurus? Is he, is he still at Kane 2.0? What did you say? Kane 2.0? Kane 2, yes. Kane 2.0. Because uh, that's that's his new gimmick with Christian Cage. Um, like, Christian's, they've been doing these vignettes where uh, Christian's in the back, like, I don't know, it's probably a shower. Um, but it's like, it's like this, like, you know, red lighting, um, like this brick walls and like, he, it's just him and like Luchasaurus standing there. Like, it's like black and red lighting and like Christian Cage is like, yeah, things have changed. Hilarious. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, that's Kane 2.0. Like you guys want him to be Kane. 
or he wants to be Kane, whatever the case is. But I'm like, you, you can't miss the Kane reference. <laughs> <laughs> but he hasn't wrestled. He's only been doing vignettes. And then uh, actually on last week's Dynamite, I started watching last week's Dynamite last night. And yeah. after Wardlow beat Hobbs for the TNT title, yeah. which I don't understand on so many levels. Um, like one I, I wouldn't have taken the title off of Hobbs like he just won it like not too long ago yeah I'm with you on that but like what else and then two if if Wardlow was gonna take it off of him why'd you have Wardlow even lose it in the first place true that true that like I'm like either let Wardlow have had a longer run and then have Hobbs take it off of him and let Hobbs have a long run Okay. But like, why have Wardlow lose it to Hobbs only to win it back like a month later? Okay. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. Okay. But uh, but after Wardlow won, um, Christian's music hit, and he came out with Kane 2.0, and just stared at stared at Wardlow. So I guess that's where we're going next. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh. uh... Side note, TNA news, uh, since we rarely ever talk about them. Uh, <laughs> Naomi signed uh, a contract. Yes. Naomi yeah, made her debut, and uh, Sasha was in the crowd. Yep. Yep. Oh, so, also TNA news, CM Punk was backstage. So he's been everywhere except for AEW? Yes. Um, Jordan Grace uh, shout out to Jordan Grace by the way and the amazing transformation that she has put her body through Um, yeah you know uh, whether or not you know people like that look on a woman that's you know individual taste but you gotta give her credit for for all the work that she's done and put in and I mean you look at her from two years ago to now it's uh, unrecognizable yeah so uh, shout out to her for that. Um, and she, but yeah, she posted on her Instagram a picture of her and Punk backstage. <laughs> like, CM Punk is everywhere. Yeah. Although, like you said, except for AEW. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's always good to see wrestlers transform themselves. Like, same thing when we mentioned in other episodes with, like, Gunther. Yeah, yeah. Slimming down, you know, which helped him get the push that he's getting now as the longest reign high seat champion history is it in history or in recent history because I feel like he's not close to the honky talk man yet how many years has honky talk had, had it for like because honky talk didn't, he didn't have like Bruno years with it so I'm curious how no, long he's had it for let's see you know, I, I, I hate the google machine because when I pull it up to, to look up something yep. it's like you might be interested in this news <laughs> like, did you know Charles Barkley got financial advice from Michael Jordan? I'm like, I'm curious. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But all right, let's see. Longest intercontinental championship reign. Well, maybe you could have been Pat Patterson. Okay, Gun- Gunther is second longest. Okay. Uh, or well, at least uh, it says longest reigning since nineteen ninety since nineteen eighty eight, um, when Hunky Tonk Man was champion. 
Uh, okay. So honky, t- okay, honky tonk man holds the record for the longest with 454 days. Okay. So wait, that's uh, only a, a year and some change. Yeah. Yep. Gunther though is only at 281 days right now. So. Okay. Okay. Oh, actually, a little bit more than that because this article is a week before WrestleMania. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so he's probably at 300 and something, but he's still got, you know, a ways to go before he catches up to the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, baby. Is he still, uh, is he still, uh, wrestling? Hockey talk, man? Yeah. That is a fantastic question. I haven't seen his name in a long time, so I've got a feeling he's probably just doing conventions now. Okay. Um, and cause I'm even thinking back to when I was wrestling him and that was over 15 years ago okay and at, at that point like the shake rattle and roll was really just a shake and a rattle you, you kind of rolled yourself like okay okay well I know you uh, had some road trips with them uh, probably some interesting uh, stories um, yes but uh, yeah I think it was a great uh, probably learned a lot from them I take it I did actually Uh, I really did Um, learn and some bad things Um, we we can get into that on another episode for sure but but yeah uh, wrestling uh, it's funny so wrestling psychology like you hear that phrase thrown around a lot Um, I think it's honestly misunderstood Um, but uh, in wrestling with the Honky Talk Man, I really learned how to, because he didn't want to call anything. Yep. Um, you know, he was like, nah, we, we do it in the ring. He was old school. Uh, so that's really where I learned how to wrestle a match on the fly. And I learned little things like, um, you know, it's funny. I, back then I used to do a uh, move where a guy would be sitting in the corner, leg spread, and I would come in with a drop kick. Yep. And, uh, I did that to Honky Tonk Man, and after the match, he flipped out on me. Oh, okay. He, and he was like, pull something like that again, and like I'm like, what do you mean? Like I'm like, and I was safe, like I didn't hurt you. But his thing was, um, when you're calling a match like in the ring, yeah, and you do something like that, he doesn't know how to protect himself. Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. And I was like, okay. You know, it was a lesson learned because I was in my head. I'm like, I know what I'm doing and I'm going to be safe. And especially because I'm in there with hockey talk, man, I'm not going to lay it in like I normally would. <laughs> but but I get it, though, from his perspective, like if he doesn't know. But but then that becomes and here's where like old school wrestling and new school wrestling, like where you start having these debates. Yeah, it's like, well, if you're calling the match in the ring and you can't do moves like that, like how do you get your stuff in, you know, like, if that's your thing that you do. Yep. Um, back in the day, just people didn't do things like that, I guess. I don't know. Um, yep. So it's like, and for me personally, I'm like, I, I personally like a mixture. Um, I like to call some stuff in the back and then, like, do it in the ring. Um, okay. And really for that very because it's like oh like if there's something that's kind of intricate that I need to know how to take or you know yep. then I want to know it but like but everything else is just figure it out in the ring yep yeah so yeah and that's why you know my style of wrestling at this point is submissions and strikes uh, because that 
ready. You know, there's nothing intricate that you need to know how to take. I'm like, I'm going to hit you really hard and then I'm going to grab a body part. Like, <laughs> uh, I was actually in my match uh, this past Friday. We were talking about before the show. Um, yeah. It was really funny because uh, it was kind of an old school style match where we we're like, yeah, we're going to call it in the ring. But is there anything, you know, we, we wanted a general outline, though. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I said to one of the guys, I'm like, I'm going to give you a snap mare and then I'm going to give you a kick in the back. And that's one of my biggest spots that I do. And they yep. started laughing. <laughs> they were like, oh, like, we could tell you've been doing this for a while. Just the way you casually said, like, oh, like, snap mare, kick in the back is my biggest spot that I do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm not leaving my feet. I'm not doing any kind of whirly-dervy, like, flipperty-doo, 360, 450, 690. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I understand. I understand. So, yeah. um, all right. All right, cool. Um, but, yeah, speaking of your uh, matches, you um, just had one this past Friday. Yeah, yeah, um, this past Friday. Uh, Powerhouse Wrestling. Um, yeah, uh, Powerhouse Wrestling making their big return um, back to the to the wrestling scene after a long hiatus, and uh, yours truly was in a match, a uh, tag match. Um, I became uh, the, or I should say, uh, became the newest member of BBW Management. And who was that? Let that sit for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, uh, BBW Management is uh, the talent talent agency, talent company. uh, I don't know. Talent acquisition. um, But it's run by Big Business. Mm -hmm. And uh, BBW Management Mm -hmm. um, stands for Big business wrestling management. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody thinking? Anything? I don't know what y'all 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 are thinking. Y'all need to stay off the internet. Um, <laughs> it's just big business wrestling management. BBW management. Uh, and uh, so yes, Osiris was the latest acquisition. BBW management. Um, an official T-shirt and everything. Uh, so that's very exciting. And uh, this BBW management thing, I think, is going to be big. Um, the the crowd was chanting BBW um, during the match. So that's that's good. Um, you know, and again, people that, that, that aren't understanding it, it's just it's big business wrestling management. We just call it BBW management for short. Um, and, Who's in this group? Uh, as of right now, it's Big Business and Osiris. Oh, okay. Os- oh, okay. Osiris is not only the new talent acquisition, but he's the first talent acquisition. What promotion was this? Powerhouse Wrestling. Okay. And they are based out of? I'm going to say New England because uh, the Instagram page is Powerhouse Wrestling NE. Mm-hmm. Um, this was their third show, I believe. And like so every show like, they've run so far has been in a different yep. venue. So it's not like okay, with showcase where they have like taunt and lockdown or um you know, NCW where they have like 
dead on lockdown like that yeah no this feels very different um i think powerhouse is trying to figure out what they're where they fit yep uh their next show is in october in uh worcester okay Uh, i think he said at the town hall Um, okay which kind of threw me off a little bit but i was like all right whatever that must be a venue like um and uh but yeah that's in october um okay. so we'll so we've still we've got some time between now and then um powerhouse i think they're uh you know they're getting their feet wet getting reestablished. um back yep. in the day they were were not the biggest company in new england they were one of the biggest companies in new england back in the day oh, okay um, regularly drawing like 800 people Oof. so yeah wow. All right, uh, this, all right. This Friday was maybe 140, so you know they're still they're still growing, uh, you know, growing, growing. Um, but hopefully they'll get back to the heights that they once had. Okay, all right, nice. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So this match it was uh, Osiris and Big Business uh, representing BW Management uh, take on the team of the Islanders. Um, and uh, it was a great little tag match. A lot of fun back and forth action. Uh, unfortunately, Osiris being the smallest guy in that match, both height and size, uh-huh. um, Osiris what, took a bit of a beating. What did the Islanders come in at? Uh, combined weight. <laughs> combined weight just under 700 pounds. Woof. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. And what, what was the. Uh... Uh, you and Big Business combined weight? That is a good question. Um, I'm not sure because uh, they didn't. Yeah, Big Business actually came oh, out yeah. to the ring to do a uh, promo. Oh, okay, uh, but did he, so cut he didn't it? get announced. Okay. He, uh, but yeah, he cut a promo, uh, basically establishing BBW management, and then announcing its latest and first talent acquisition, Osiris. Okay. All right, um, and this was like you said, your first time wrestling for Powerhouse Wrestling. Uh, first time in sixteen years. Oh, 16 years! Wow. Yeah. How long you been in business for? How long you been in business for? Uh, my first, see, I started training uh, November two thousand and two. Okay. Um, and then my first match was sometime two thousand and three. Um, okay. Uh, twenty years in. Yeah, we're coming up on twenty years, basically. Okay. All right. Cool. Which has, uh, it, has any... gone by relatively quickly in your wrestling career, or at a nice pace? It's in hindsight, it's gone by quickly. Um, okay. Which I feel like was right. Yeah. Because um, I mean, I feel like it was just yesterday that. Uh, I was like trying out for um, Dragon Gate USA, but that was yep. 2013, I believe. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, even that was 10 years ago, yep. uh, which is crazy. Because um, it's funny, the uh, what I like to call my bigger, blacker tour, like yep. that feels like a long time ago. Yep. Um, and it was a long time ago, but... Uh, yep. But but certain things like I said like the the Dragon Gate USA tryout that doesn't feel that long ago but it's like wow that was ten years ago 
um, yep. my Ring of Honor tryout. Um, that doesn't feel that long ago, but that was like 2015, I think. Um, oh. So okay. that, you know, that's like eight years I, ago. How was your tryout uh, with Ring of Honor? Did, did you feel good about it? So it was a two-day tryout. Yep. Uh, first day went horribly. Awesome. Um, as my tryouts tended to do back then. So, what do you mean? Uh, uh, so, anytime I would try out for a company, particularly if it was a two day tryout, if it was a one day tryout, I was probably yep. going to do really bad. Oh, really? If it, yeah. Um, but if it was but a two day tryout, what's. Where's the tryout encompass? Uh, usually be ring drills uh okay. just basic stuff running the ropes doing some okay. rolls uh okay. and then usually like a match uh like a five minute match um maybe a promo uh, okay and that'd be it oh sounds very basic yeah yeah it, it is um tryouts are very basic uh okay by design by design um but unfortunately for me, uh, I would often get stuck in my own head. Okay. Um, and so if it was a if it was a one tryout, like I was guaranteed to fail. Uh, oh. If it was a two day tryout, I, I'd I'd be guaranteed probably to come out like like if it's a one day tryout, I'm coming out with a zero. If it's a two day tryout, I'm coming out with a fifty. Um, okay. <laughs> And that's really how a lot of my tryouts went. Um, unfortunately, I would just get stuck in my own head. Um, and like, I mean, I'd be botching like just normal, regular stuff. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, in fact, my OVW tryout, uh, I, which thankfully ended up, uh, even though it was only supposed to be a one-day tryout, they, they brought me back for a second day. Okay. Uh, and that's what got me into OVW because that first day, um, even going into it, like I had told them like, yeah, like my promos, that's my thing. Like, you know, my blah, 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 blah. And yeah. they had me come promo and like, man, you would have thought it was my first day with my like tongue. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> like I was like, I am Osiris and I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> like, oh, <wow>. you know, <laughs> like, wow. uh, Thankfully, uh, with OVW, um, I had sent them some tapes and stuff going into it. Yep. Actually, with all of my tryouts, I had sent them tapes. But I think with the OVW one, because it wasn't part of a mass group, yep. um, you know, they brought me back for another day and I killed it uh, on the second time around and, you know, ended up uh, working my way in there, getting a train under Rip Rogers, uh, okay. working with some really cool talent. Um, but but yeah, that first day went horrible. Uh, Ring of Honor, it was a t- yep, and yeah, that first went horrible. Um, <laughs> but the the second day, like, and the second day I didn't kill it, but like I did really well. Uh, the second okay. day, and uh, at that time, ended up forming a bit of a relationship with Kevin Kelly. Okay, um, who in hindsight knew me better than I know me. Okay. Um, and, probably from his years of experience in the wrestling business and dealing with wrestlers and personalities and things like that. When he said you that were you thought were you, you know, made that uh, statement. Yeah, um time uh Kevin Kelly took me aside and he was just like, Hey man, he's like, you're a great talker. He's like, I don't think you really know what your gimmick is. 
Yep. Um, and he was like, and then he actually gave me the idea. He was, he, and I thought it was silly at the time, but in hindsight, I'm like, man, I probably should have done something with this because it kind of is my personality. Um, <laughs> Kevin Kelly was like, man, he's like, I could picture you as like a heel that's like just kind of disgusted by people. He's like, you okay. know, and you, and it's funny because in my head, like, I'm like, I love everybody. Um, yep. And that is who I am as a person. I do love everybody, but I do get like tested by people because like I'll be like, oh man, like you're out of shape and like eating like 20 Twinkies. Like, yep. man, you could be doing better. Now, my, my real personality of that is like, man, you can be doing better. Like, and I'd like to see you doing better. <laughs> yep. uh, but uh, I could see me taking that as a heel and being like, oh, like you're disgusting. Like, you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, and that's where I'm like, oh, like Kevin Kelly might have knew me better than I knew me, because like I don't know where he got that from. Like that was just like him, like pulling that out, you know, <laughs> like after seeing me over the course of two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> all right, cool. Um, and how you ring an honor trial go? That's what the, that was the Ring of Honor tryout with that Kevin Kelly and all oh, that. Okay. And uh, he worked with yeah. uh, Ring of. You know, he was always a WWE guy. Nah, Kevin Kelly was with Ring of Honor at this time. This was around 2015. And um, in hindsight, you know, I'm probably my my own worst enemy. Like, when I think about how many people I had direct contacts for and, like, who would answer, Kevin Kelly was one of those people. Like, he Uh, gave me his direct contact info. I was sending him matches for a small period of time. Um, And then, like, I just stopped. (laughs) um so i'm just like yeah in hindsight like i probably shot myself in the foot with a few few opportunities that i didn't realize what they were would you go back to uh any of the more trials going in the future um i don't know if they still happen like uh like ring of honor i'm like i don't know what their what their process is now with tony khan running the company yes um same. Similarly, like I was uh, prior to uh, 2020, I, I had some trials with Evolve that were going well. Yeah. Um, getting Gabe Sapolsky, like he was a direct, he was someone I could reach out to directly. Yeah. Um, and he would give me feedback. Most of it telling me that I was athletic, but I didn't have anything. <laughs> it was like, you're an athletic good wrestler. He's like, but like, need a gimmick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's part of the, it's, you know, part of the 50 50 uh, of the biz. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, gotta have a person, personality that goes behind it. No, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of funny to think I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Gabe Sapolsky would take time out of his day to watch my stuff and like hit me back. Kevin Kelly would take time out of his day to watch my stuff and hit me back. And now at this stage of my life, I really appreciate that and understand like how amazing that was. But at the time, like, I didn't think enough of it to like, really get it yeah yeah you live and you learn so true so true <laughs> but what uh now, what's your yeah uh coming up we've got uh this coming friday may 5th showcase pro wrestling back in wound socket rhode island uh for some some good wrestling action no idea what i'll be doing i'm sure and then uh, this coming Saturday, NCW is running a double header uh, in Bristol, Rhode Island, with a 4 p.m. show and a 7 p.m. show. 
Or I think 7.30 p.m. Okay. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. This is NCW's first time doing something like that. And uh, I'm very curious to see what it's like. Two shows in one day. Uh, I assume they'll be splitting the roster up a bit, you know, and rest, some of the roster will wrestle on the first show. Some of the roster, roster will wrestle on the second show. But uh, I honestly, I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see what that entails when that comes up. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. Good, good, good. Well, I, was, I guess we're getting close to our magic number. So um, do we have a water jug for the last Sunday of April? Yes. Oh, wow. Talk about time flying. <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, tomorrow's May 1st. Yep. That is nutty. Like, literally nutty. Uh, but yeah, yeah, today's water bottle, it's actually an old one. I've used this quote uh, a few times on my water bottle. It's one of my okay. favorite quotes from the uh, Saw movies. Okay. Uh, and it's cherish your life. There you go. Nice and simple. Absolutely. You know, life is too short. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned this off air, um, but I'll mention it on the air for those that didn't know. Um the wrestler Reverend Redemption uh, passed away th- this past Friday uh, of a heart attack, it is believed. And, um, you know, it's a shame. Uh, that's a man with a family. He had a wife and a daughter. Uh, you know, and it's, uh, it's just kind of crazy that, you know, we're, we're, we're now at that stage of life where, like, our peers can pass away. Um, you know, and I mean, this was a heart attack, so, you know, it's kind of a crazy thing, um, you know, but, but just the same, it's like, yeah, like, you, you know, we're, we're not promised tomorrow, so you, you got to enjoy what you have while you have it. Yeah. Definitely agree. All right, well, if you want to take us out. Like we always do about this time. Ha. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, y'all could be anywhere in the world right now, but you are here, you are listening to us live or on Memorex, and uh, for that, we appreciate you, we love you, we hope that you're having a great day, week, month, even your year, before the three count, we'll be there for you, except for when we're not, and uh gym this morning so i'm quickly making a makeshift uh matt and bell here we go we're gonna see how this goes taking it out for the one two three oh that's horrible hold up hold up oh that's not a good noise either all right we're just gonna go old school one two three ding ding ding